Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about what happens after you've used life hacks to become fully optimized in the final edition of our life hacking mini series with Professor Joseph Regal. You'll also learn why we could explain some of the universe's most unexplainable characteristics using white holes, but only if they actually exist. Let's satisfy some curiosity. You know we love life hacks on this show, but it turns out life hacks cannot solve all your problems, as you will learn in today's final edition of our Hacking Thursdays miniseries. We're joined by Joseph Regal, an associate professor of communication studies at Northeastern University and author of the new book, Hacking Life, Systematized Living and Its Discontents. In this clip, we'll put a neat little bow on our conversation by getting a summary of how Professor Regal actually categorizes life hacks and where people sometimes end up once their lives are fully optimized. Well, in each chapter of my book, I have, for instance, productivity, time, health, relationships, and even hacking meaning, uh, trying to make sense of things when you really realize that even if you hack your productivity and you get rid of all of your clutter and you optimize your relationships, we still face loss and suffering. And so how do you deal with that even? And of course, these people have a very particular ethos. I call it the hacker ethos, very experimental, systematizing, individualistic, and optimizing. And they approach everything in life, including the hacking of meaning. So that could be things like taking things from stoicism or mindfulness practices and meditation have been really big amongst the creative class and especially among programmers. So I think everyone's always wanted to learn how to be a better person or be better at certain things in life. When do we go from self-help, though, to life hacking? Like, what's the difference between a self-help book and a life hack? Well, life hacking is definitely a type of self-help. The thing that's interesting about life hacking is that it spans the trivial from like how to optimally tie your shoes or fold your t-shirts like I fold my t-shirts using this Japanese hack and then it goes all the way up to those larger issues of how to find a contentful life uh, someone you like, want to spend your time with a job that you value and you feel allows you to make your way in life and ultimately meaning if you'll indulge me I'd like to read a, a quote that I thought was particularly interesting that I that I'd like you to speak to maybe a little bit. You wrote that as you move through chapters in the book it's following life hackers from one insight to the other. First they work really hard and are productive and make good money and buy a lot of stuff and then they realize that's not making them happy. So they get rid of everything and travel the world for a couple of years and that's not making them happy. So I think a lot of people end up with spirituality hacking and life hackers in particular turn to stoicism, elements of Zen Buddhism and mindfulness practice. Can we dig a little bit deeper into that? Like, what is the next step after you're hyper-optimized? I think the next step is to realize that life has unavoidable aspects of, of suffering to it. And I actually draw a pretty, because Zen is so influential among digital minimalists and the mindfulness is really big in tech circles, I find it really interesting, but this really speaks to what self-help is, is that, that that path you just spoke of is very much like Siddhartha's path. Uh, the original, you know, historical Buddha, if there is one. He had grown up in a palace where there was tons of food, beautiful courtesans, all kinds of riches. Siddhartha was discontent with that. He chose to get rid of it all, become a minimalist, travel the world, going to various yogis and teachers. He became really, really ascetic, fasted, much like Jack Dorsey at Twitter, apparently, apparently appears to be doing quite a lot, uh, nearly starved himself, 
was found by a young girl who gave him some rice milk, and then he decided, you know what, I'm going to pursue the middle path. <laughs> and that's what self-help really is. There are, there are you know, dozens of insights, really profound bits of wisdom out there that we've known for hundreds, thousands of years. And self-help is taking those insights and putting them in terms that the current generation can understand. So that's why life hacking really is self-help. It's taking insights that have really been out there for eons and putting them in terms that people, or at least geeky people for the, the life hackers out there can, can best understand and appreciate. Very interesting. So you're saying that an optimized life does not necessarily make a good life. These are going to take different approaches to the way that we spend our time. No, I think uh, optimized life can often be suboptimal. Wow. The key takeaway? Feel free to try out the life hacks from our podcast, but don't expect them to solve all your problems. Again, that was Joseph Riekel, an associate professor of communication studies at Northeastern University and author of the book, Hacking Life, Systematized Living and Its Discontents. You can find a link to the book and past episodes from this miniseries in today's show notes. And as always, you can find our full uncut conversation on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash curiosity.com, all spelled out. Today's episode is sponsored by KiwiCo, because we all love a good subscription box, right? From food boxes to wellness boxes, they're all the rage. So what about a subscription box for your kids that's fun and educational and helps them develop creative confidence to change the world? KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids to make learning about STEAM fun. STEAM as in science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And the contents of these boxes are designed by experts and tested by kids. No need to research or worry about gathering all the supplies. They have seven lines to choose from for kids of all ages. And I mean all ages. Their Tadpole Crate is designed for kids under three years old with age-appropriate hands-on projects to help infants and toddlers build a foundation for learning. I've got a friend with a couple kids around age eight, and I cannot wait for them to get their first Kiwi Crate. KiwiCo is a convenient, affordable way to encourage your children to be anything they want to be. And as a Curiosity Daily listener, you can go to kiwico.com slash curiosity to get your first month free. Every day counts when it comes to making a difference, so don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, go to kiwico.com slash curiosity and get your first month free. That's kiwico.com slash curiosity. Einstein made some rock-solid predictions, from the existence of black holes to the way massive collisions could cause gravitational waves. One of his predictions that hasn't come true yet is the theoretical opposite to black holes, white holes. And while we haven't proven they exist yet, some scientists think they could explain some of the universe's most unexplainable characteristics. So let's talk white holes. You already know that black holes form when a massive star dies and its core shrinks until it's so dense that nothing can escape its gravity. Inside of that point of no return, the star continues to collapse into an infinitely dense point known as a singularity. The singularity is one of the places black holes get messy, at least mathematically speaking. In 1935, Albert Einstein and fellow physicist Nathan Rosen fixed that math by extending the point into a path that leads to a second location. This path was called an Einstein-Rosen bridge, but you probably know it as a wormhole. A black hole is at one end of a wormhole, and that means that the other end is, you guessed it, a white hole. While anything that enters a black hole can never escape, anything that escapes a white hole can never return. 
at least theoretically. While we know that black holes exist, so far, white holes only exist in pages of physics papers. Some scientists say they're probably just imaginary, but there are still physicists who keep coming back to them. In 2014, theorists Hal Haggard and Carlo Rovelli used quantum theory to show that black holes could actually transform into white holes via something called loop quantum gravity. That theory basically says that the fundamental building blocks of space-time are shaped like tiny loops. And since those loops have a finite size, that means a dying star can't actually collapse into a point of infinite density. Instead, right before it reaches infinity, a dying star would experience a quantum bounce that exerts an outward pressure and turns it into a white hole. If true, this could be a solution to the black hole information paradox, which says that even though anything that falls into a black hole can ever escape, black holes gradually emit radiation until they disappear completely. That's a problem because information can't be destroyed. A white hole would deliver that information safely out the other side. Anyway, the black-to-white transformation would happen in a few thousands of a second. But because time dilates in the presence of gravity, that fraction of a second might seem more like billions of years to an outside observer. That could be a reason we haven't seen a white hole yet. The universe is just too young, and most black holes are just too big. For now, although white holes sure would be a convenient way to explain a lot of the universe's biggest mysteries, there's a strong possibility that they're just not a thing. Still, some of Einstein's wilder predictions turned out to be true. Maybe we just need to wait another few billion years to find out. Read about today's stories and more on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network. 